I'm running a contest now through October, the end of October, um, to, and giving away copies of Python testing with unit test nose and PyTest. Quickly get up to speed with unit test nose and PyTest for just $5 or free if you enter the contest. Details at pythontesting.net slash four. I've got a few to give away uh, today. So congratulations to Jay and Matt and Nahuil for helping to promote the show through Twitter. I've contacted you through Twitter, and uh, you can pick up your free copy. You also get entered into the grand prize. The grand prize is going to be a complete package of Leading Snowflakes by Oren Ellenbogen. That's a cool last name. Um, You can also get entered into the grand prize by purchasing the book. It's five bucks. Um, Helps me out. Helps support the show. Or by supporting the show through Patreon. And speaking of Patreon, I have um, I have a special thank you. I've got one uh, person that signed up to support the show at the five dollar per episode range, and that is super cool. And he told me to call him Suda because I'd probably get his name wrong, but it's a really cool name, so I'm going to give it a shot. I think it's Sudaraka Wajazinga. I hope I didn't get that wrong. Uh, thank you, Suda, for supporting the show. And now, let's get on with it. Hello, my name is Brian Aachen, and welcome to the Python Test Podcast. Writing software is like nothing else. My experience with writing software comes from my experience, where I grew up, what era I lived through, what my economical and geographical experiences have been, when I learned to code, and what projects I've worked on. I've heard lots of analogies for writing software. Writing software is like mathematics, except it isn't. Mathematicians have proof systems. Software developers don't. Math problems are either right or wrong. Much of software is subjective. Writing software is like science, except it isn't. I have a CS degree, but I've never understood that one. I don't remember the scientific method as applied to operating systems. Writing software is like engineering, except it isn't. This one is close. We do solve problems programmatically using software. However, engineers in any other field with roughly the same level of competence will generally solve an engineering problem in roughly the same ways. Many forms of engineering are constrained by physics. And those don't change depending on which engineer you throw at the problem. Software isn't constrained by physics so much as the types of problems a software developer has encountered in their past. Actually, engineering isn't like engineering. Electrical, mechanical, chemical, and civil engineering are all very different, as are the other fields of engineering. Why do we want software to be like one of the others? Writing software is like writing a novel or an essay. You know, with words. Except it isn't. This one's also pretty close. Both benefit from a few iterations, and sometimes tossing it all and starting over are best. But they are also very different. I can't write an automated test to see if I've effectively conveyed an idea or evoked an emotion. Writing software is like nothing else. Writing software isn't even like writing software. Here's a quote from Managing the Development of Large Software Systems. This is actually the very first two sentences, and they are significant. Quote, 
I'm going to describe my personal views about managing large software systems. I have had various assignments during the past nine years, mostly concerned with the development of software packages for spacecraft mission planning, commanding, and post-flight analysis. End quote. Why is this significant? This is one of the most influential papers in software process history, and the author prefaces it with these two sentences. Why? I don't think he's bragging, even though those projects do sound way cool and impressive and difficult. I think he's saying this because writing software is like writing software, except it isn't. If you are living in 1970 with nine years of management experience and are managing a large project for spaceflight mission planning, then maybe Dr. Royce's experience can translate well to your problems. If your situation is different, it still might apply, but it might not. We should definitely learn from each other, despite our differences. But we are all different and all lessons don't always transfer to different domains and skill sets well. We have different teams, different skill sets. Techniques that work great for one team can seem abrasive and disruptive to another. I'm starting a journey in exploring software development practices. I'll be looking through my eyes, my experiences. I started programming by copying simple programs from magazines into my TRS-80 color computer. My favorite and longest program I typed in was a version of Lunar Lander. This was in BASIC, but I didn't know it was BASIC at the time. Was this experience significant in the way I look at software development? Maybe. Maybe not. I've been programming professionally for about 20 years. Most of that time has been working on large embedded projects in the electro electronic test and measurement industry. I'm telling the, you this so that you know that if your experiences in problem domain are different than mine, my perspectives might not help you. But they might. I also lived through speed metal post-punk crossover albums and John Hughes movies. Were those significant in how I developed software? Doesn't seem like it, but I have no idea. The point is that we all have different perspectives, different experiences, different skill sets, different programming language history. There is no way that you can pull two groups of people together in such a way that the right way to develop software will be the same for both groups. I'm going to be exploring software development methodologies, and I'll be including my opinions that come from my experience. My experience is different than yours, so don't be surprised if you don't agree. Writing software is like nothing else.